You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It was a somewhat questionable action designed to help an American politician, and it happened in Nevada. None of that sounds surprising unless I inform you that the politician was Abraham Lincoln, and the action was the very petition to make Nevada, which was then a small strip of silver mining towns on the edge of the Sierra Nevada mountains, adjoined with a large area of mostly deserted territory, to make this area a state. Lincoln's re-election in 1864 was never quite certain in that year. The failures of the Union Army in the Civil War angered Northerners, and the Democratic Party was capitalizing on it. They had nominated their best candidate, General George McClellan, the former commander of those Union forces. Not since has an American general run against his commander-in-chief. The Democratic ticket of McClellan and Pendleton was performing well in the states that had a noticeable anti-Lincoln vote, states like Maryland, Kentucky, and New Jersey. And the ticket was threatening Republicans in Indiana and Ohio. New York, which had just elected the Democrat Horatio Seymour as governor in 1862, was a hotbed of Confederate sympathy, especially in the city of New York. Lincoln could count on the far western states, Michigan, Minnesota, Iowa, Illinois, and Wisconsin, as well as New England. But it might be close. He didn't want to take a chance. Republicans decided to create a state out of a recently carved out part of the Utah Territory, which was then called the Sierra Nevada Territory. And in 1861, this was truncated to simply the Nevada Territory. Sierra Nevada loosely translated means snowy range. The area had silver deposits, and it was known for that practice that accompanied miners and workers, gambling. But it was not treasure or fortune that the creators of the state sought. It was three more electoral votes for Abraham Lincoln. Eight days before the presidential election of 1864, despite the small population of Nevada at the time, making it certainly the least populated state in the Union, it became a state. Lincoln didn't, as it turned out, need the votes. After Sherman captured Atlanta, the Lincoln-Johnson ticket won every state but Maryland, Kentucky, and New Jersey. Still in Nevada, Republicans had hedged their bets, and the Republican Party would benefit from two senators from the new state, which would help them keep radical Republicans in control of the Senate for some time. Republican domination of Nevada's politics would continue, though, in the later half of the 19th century, Republicans were the silver types who supported the silver coinage of money and often joined with Democrats who sympathized with the silver cause on many bills. In addition to silver mining, Nevada was always known for its gambling, not in the shiny palaces we see today, but in dingy 
mining towns. Its population was still very low. The entire state had less than 80,000 people well into the 1920s. In 1909, gambling was banned as part of a progressive movement. But after the stock market crash and the depression in the 1930s, Gambling would be reintroduced and reauthorized in 1931. Around the same time, after a bank crisis, Franklin Roosevelt carried the state with 69% of the vote and helped Senator Pat McCarran win an election that no one expected him to win to the U.S. Senate and started what would be a 24-year career. Pat McCarran became an enormously powerful Democratic senator. He brought jobs, an airport, an Air Force base, and lots of federal money to Nevada. McCarran was known for his independence. Despite Franklin Roosevelt having helped McCarran win the election by carrying his state by such a large margin, McCarran was one of the few Democrats who did not take orders from Roosevelt, who opposed the New Deal. And when Franklin Roosevelt attempted to pack the court to add more members to the Supreme Court so he could appoint people who would approve the New Deal programs, Pat McCarran was one of the strongest voices on the Democratic side against FDR's court-packing plan. McCarran was an avid anti-communist. In his final years, he was a strong supporter of Joseph McCarthy and his hearings. Pat McCarran was instrumental for the rise of Las Vegas as a gambling mecca. He helped supply the materials to build the Flamingo Casino. When the Kefauver Committee in Congress Uh, during the early 1950s, attempted to regulate gambling and impose a 10% federal tax on gambling. McCarran fought it successfully. Lincoln would not be the only politician that Nevada helped. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. In 1958, as Las Vegas in Clark County rapidly became the center for casino gambling, citizens in the state were growing concerned especially long-time residents. They're afraid of the attention that was being drawn to their state for the wrong reasons and the growing mob influence. A young lawyer named Grant Sawyer from the tiny county of Elko County was running in a three-way Democratic primary to determine who would be the Democratic nominee for Nevada's governor. Of these three candidates, Grant Sawyer had the least chance. No money, no organization, few connections, and from a small county. But he had one friend that was going to help him a lot, a man named High Raskin, a Chicago attorney and associate of Mayor Richard Daly. But he was also friendly with Joe Kennedy, whose son John was going to run for president in the next election. Kennedy money financed Sawyer's improbable primary win in the Nevada governor's race, and helped him defeat the Republican incumbent of several years. Another surprising win. Grant Sawyer repaid the favor when he became the first Western governor to endorse John F. Kennedy, the Massachusetts senator. It was important 
because California Governor Pat Brown was attempting at this in this election year of 1960 to get the Western Democrats to support him as a home region candidate. Governor Sawyer's early swing to JFK made him viable nationally. Sawyer's among one of the most admired uh, Nevada governors and politicians for a state that's so associated with corruption and vice. He was a progressive individual who very early, who dealt with civil rights during his term and introduced civil rights laws in Nevada despite a reluctant cowboy legislature. He created the Nevada Gaming Commission, the first regulatory body to regulate the casinos, and spoke out for average ordinary citizens. But when the Attorney General of the United States, Robert Kennedy, wanted to send 60 marshals into the Las Vegas casinos to investigate, Governor Sawyer quickly used the connection that he had. He flew to Washington and met with Robert Kennedy. When he got nowhere, he saw his brother John, the president. Sawyer had no trouble with prosecuting any crimes committed in the casino. But sending the marshals to find things out, try to uncover wrongdoing, sounded like a witch hunt that wasn't going to help the reputation of Nevada, though it might help Bobby Kennedy's career. John F. Kennedy made no commitments, but listened to Governor Sawyer, and the raid never happened. Now, in 2008, Nevada may again have a role in helping a president get into office. Under the leadership of the powerful Harry Reid, a figure in Nevada politics since 1974, now majority leader of the U.S. Senate, the state is holding an early caucus. For many in this state, they will have to learn how to do it. Now, Nevada has been holding caucuses for about 40 years. What makes it different this year is that the caucuses will be held on January 19th and will have a decisive role in the nomination battle. Only 6,000 Nevadans caucused in the 2004 event. 10 to 30 times that number will be expected this year in a thousand locations over the state. The reason for Nevada's caucus is threefold. One, Harry Reid's prominence, the position that he's in. Two, the desire of Democrats, especially, to win over the growing West of the United States. Nevada moved from having 800,000 population in 1980 to 2.4 million today. Caucuses get people to participate in politics, and especially on the Democratic side, Democrats feel that creating caucus-goers will be creating party activists who will help Democrats in the general election. The third reason for the early Nevada caucuses is the strong Hispanic population that's not showing in Iowa, New Hampshire, or even South Carolina. With Barack Obama winning Iowa, Hillary Clinton winning New Hampshire, Nevada has become important as it was planned. Barack Obama for his part, should probably needs to win both South Carolina and Nevada to truly come back from the loss of New Hampshire. And he needs at least one of them, Nevada or South Carolina, to really stay in play. Senator Obama received the endorsement of an important culinary, worker, culinary workers union in Las Vegas. That's huge for him in an effort the caucuses, which requires organization. Remember, in a caucus, it's not just a vote. You have to get people out to attend the caucuses and to stay there for hours. Throughout its history, the Snowy Ridge, 
the silver state, Nevada, has contributed to American politics in a way that moves well beyond its actual population. That's why it's interesting that in 2008, its influence may become important again. With History Beating Up Politics, I'm Bruce Carlson.